This is a dictatorship that for decades enforced a one-child-per-family policy under penalty of forced sterilization. But you can't close down the farmer's market from hell? They need to use that iron fist and pound it down like the whole world depends on it. Because it kind of does. And I hope that if someone told Americans that eating Hot Pockets could cause a worldwide pandemic, that we would have the good sense to stop doing it. There you go, Bill Maher beating up on the Chinese for eating wet bats out of a bucket. But uh, that might not be what happened. More and more evidence uh, leading me to believe by people I like that the whole bat market thing was a was a red herring from the communist Chinese to hide the fact that it came out of a lab. But we'll talk about that more later. Um, so I saw this making the rounds on, like, uh, Friday. It was a popular tweet, and it was, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but the number's off the, mo- the top of my head. Uh, Washington Post, 127. Uh, on Biden, zero. Uh, New York Times, 105. The Biden story, zero. Uh, CNN, etc., etc. It was the idea that they counted up how many times these various news outlets did a story about the accusers, the sexual harassment accusers, or rape, or whatever you want to call it, against Justice Kavanaugh, and that whole story was going, and how many stories they've all done about this former aide of Joe Biden who's come forward with a story of her own. And at least at that time on Friday, when this was a popular meme, there had been zero stories in the Washington Post and New York Times <laughs> about this woman who has come forward and claimed that uh, Joe Biden touched her inappropriately. And we'll talk more about what that is coming up. But that that was pretty extraordinary. I mean, they'd done a hundred some stories about a possible Supreme Court justice, zero stories about a possible president. When the information, you could certainly make the arguments better in this particular case about this woman, Reed, who used to be an aide to Joe Biden. Not only that, but as long as we're kicking the New York Times, I love this. This was pointed out on the Twitter machine. Uh, the original version of the story, I'll just read you a sentence. The Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden beyond the hugs, kisses, and touching that women previously said made them uncomfortable. So hugs, kisses, and touching? That's, that's, that's something if you, uh, you know, take this sort of thing seriously. But wait, the story was revised not long after that. The Times found no pattern of sexual misconduct by Mr. Biden. They edited out the hugs, kisses, and touching reference from the first time they printed the article. That's great. Um, so I, I don't have any reason, uh, you know, should, should have said this off the bat. I don't have any reason to, 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 to assume that Joe Biden does this sort of thing or did this sort of thing. I don't have any idea, as we never do in these stories, but I don't know. He doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. He's had an awful long career to have, uh, only this one person come forward now. Um, with him being high profile for a very, very long time. And there are plenty of quotes, for instance, in the Washington Post piece from all kinds of female staffers who, who worked with Biden at various places, times in his career. And, you know, they've never seen any of this kind of behavior out of him. So no, I think touchy feely old grandpa. And that could easily make certain people very uncomfortable. I get that. And I sympathize. I don't want anybody glomming on me. Uh, but no, I, don't, I don't think that. Uh, you're, yeah, it's all right, Grandpa. Uh, I don't think anybody's calling him a serious perv, but it is pretty funny to see the uh, you know the imbalance in coverage. 
Well, this uh, Reed woman is calling him a serious perv. Uh, she doesn't remember exactly she, where she was in the Capitol complex many years ago when she was an aide to Joe Biden. Um, she met Joe Biden to deliver a gym bag to him for some reason. She says she was wearing a skirt and no stockings because it was a warm day in April. And this is her quote. Uh, he put me up against the wall and took the bag, she said. He reached under, up underneath my skirt. Uh, this is not for the kids, obviously. He reached up underneath my skirt. I remember two fingers. It was such a nightmare. Uh, he said to her, do you want to go somewhere else? She said that's when she pulled away. And he said, come on, man. I thought you liked me. Uh, then told her that she meant nothing before finally grabbing her shoulders and saying, you're okay, and walking away from her. Um, a couple of friends have come forward who say that Reed did tell them about the incident at the time, which is, uh, y- you know, decent evidence. Um, uh, Carol Blasey Ford did not have that sort of evidence, and obviously she got completely different treatment by the Washington Post, New York Times, and all the other media. She did not have friends who remembered it at the time. She had, it was she had hazy high school memories from decades ago. Well, yeah. she, she had close friends who specifically said, I don't remember th- that party or anything at all. So, I mean, they had the opposite. And remember what the Firestorm story that was. In this case, you do have friends who say, yeah, she told me about it at the time. I've always known this. Um, and for some reason, this is hung out there for weeks before it's gotten any attention. Yeah, and please don't tell me, well, the COVID. Everybody's reporting on the COVID. You've got a, 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 a the presumptive nominee, perhaps the next president, who's been accused specifically of this by an aide during his government service. Come on now. That's front page stuff. Um, in interviews with a half dozen former Biden staffers in the Washington Post who overlapped with Reed in um, uh, working in the Biden uh, camp, many were hesitant to cast doubt on an individual woman's account because we're not supposed to do that now. You're supposed to believe everybody always. But they said Reed's story did not match their experience in a tight-knit office with high-ranking female staffers. There was never anything like that that was ever part of the culture of working on the Hill at that time for Biden, said this woman, Melissa Lafko who was a staff assistant in 1993. There are plenty of senators I could point in your direction as known for their sexual predatory behavior of female staffers. Biden was never, ever one of those senators, though. Never, never. So she's saying, yeah, that sort of thing happened all the time. I could give you names, but not Joe Biden. A little more information on this Reed woman. And again, I got no idea. I have no idea what's going on here. She did finally file this past Thursday a complaint with the D.C. police, which she had never done in the past. She told the Washington Post she did so because she's being harassed online and wanted law enforcement to be aware of the claim. A public record of the complaint does not name Biden, but says Reed disclosed that she believes she was the victim of a sexual assault in 1993. That's a long time ago. Uh, Reed told the Post that she gave the police a long interview describing the alleged assault by Biden. The portion of the police report detailing her allegation is not public. Um, she got that. After Reed went public with her account of the harassment, she faced a backlash on social media. Well, and I'm sorry, that's not harassment, that's rape. Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, that's an interesting way to word it. Is that yeah. the WAPO? Yeah. Um, but here's some of the backlash that she got online, and you're going to get backlash online no matter what. You know the uh, 
Well, you know, just, you know how social media works, but listen to this. After Reed went public with her account of harassment, she faced a backlash on social media. Her effusive praise for Russian President Vladimir Putin, who she described in a uh, a post online in December of last year as a compassionate, caring, visionary leader, led to attacks that she was seeking to advance Russian interests. Reed told the Post that she had gained admiration for Putin while doing research on Russia for a novel. She said she took down the Putin-related posts because of the attacks. Yeah, I saw those uh, last week when I was reading about this. She is seriously a Putin fan. Well, so you've got Putin involved now in this story? Or somebody who really admires Putin? Saying something that could damage damage a candidate running against Trump, how has that not caught hold as a, as part of this whole story? Well, given how hot the whole Russian interference thing is, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's more or less the only thing they wrote about for a year and a half or talked about on CNN. So right. you have that angle as well, and they're not reporting on it. Well, I just I haven't heard anybody connect those obvious dots. I mean, if you believe this stuff, um, right. but who 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 calls Vladimir Putin as recently as a couple of months ago a compassionate, caring, visionary leader? Who would say that about Vladimir Putin other than a complete nut job? He has journalists shot down in the streets. That's not very compassionate. They're bombing children in their schools and hospitals as we speak in Syria. Right. And so she's a nut job or working for Vladimir Putin. Yeah. That's all I can take from this. Okay, well, now I've come around the other way. This is a 27-year-old allegations by somebody. No, Well, she says she does have contemporary... Uh, yeah, yeah. People she talked to. About yeah, it? well, yeah, and the the post and others have talked to some of her friends who say, yeah, she told us about it at the time. Oh, for God's sake! I don't know what's going on here. I don't either, and never will. The 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 Russia stuff though is pretty interesting. Again, yeah. you're you're either a complete whack job, which whack jobs get uh, uh, raped, as we often say. Whack jobs get raped a lot because. People think they can take advantage of whack jobs, I think. Mm-hmm. But she's clearly a whack job. Or working for Putin. <laughs> I mean, those are one of the two one of the two options. Yeah, there there could be two uh, two to three different kinds of crazy going on here, and I'm not sure exactly who's got what. Hey, did old man Biden do any appearances on the Sunday shows? Uh no, not that I saw. Uh, and mm. I took in, I took in all the shows. He would have been up front, so no, he did not. You'd have thought if he said he's available, they'd have gone ahead and put him on. So he's intentionally keeping a, a low profile. That's interesting. Well, did I read the part where the, they're they're obviously uh, vehemently denying any of this? And uh, do you think this has legs? Do we hear about it beyond like today? Uh, people on the right are making a big deal out of how much coverage the Kavanaugh thing got versus this, and that's yeah. perfectly fair. I mean, those were. Um, Allegations certainly not any stronger than this that were taken so seriously, um, as we all know. And then, and then, completely uh, like uncorroborated, corroborated. You didn't even know the person's name. Accusations started being front page news. I mean, that was just so out of bounds. Right. Yet, I was going to say, yeah, you were citing Dr. Blasey Ford. That was the the class of the uh, you know the group there. Those yeah. other wackadoos were completely ridiculous, and they were taken seriously. And the Post-New York Times went front page with that stuff just nonstop. So I understand the irony uh, there and everything like that, but do you think this story has any legs aside from that? I don't know. Uh, 
Probably not. It's been burbling around for several weeks now, and it, it hasn't really caught hold in the mainstream media. Do you think it should? Uh, that's difficult to say. Like I was saying before, I'm, I, I'm really confused by what's going on here. There are several different kinds of odd attached to the story, and, and I, I don't know. I'd have to hear more, I guess. From who? I don't know. Vlad Putin? <laughs> This gal, the the people she talked to at the time, uh, it's just, again, as you say, crazy people do get sexually assaulted because uh, victimizers, predators, sense their uh, confusion, shall we say, and and move in there. But I I have no idea what happened there. And I know, having gone through this sort of thing several times, I never will. Uh, Is this story making the rounds in left-wing media that you see, Sean? Uh, a lot of Bernie supporters are are trying to amplify it as much as possible, saying... Okay. That yeah. makes sense. It's interesting. The way people see the facts is through the filter of their own beliefs and, and desires. That's, a, that's really weird. I'll, I'll be dang. Uh, more that's on the, way. the status quo, Joe. More on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Has to be one of the more odd Easter weekends in uh, in U.S. history or world history, no doubt about it. Uh, way too much candy, not enough Jesus in my household. I'll freely admit that. Um, you'd think I could do something about that, but I haven't. Mm. Uh, but lots of candy involved. You know what's interesting about our Easter? And uh, I did not see this coming. So as I mentioned last week, my oldest son uh, crossed into the uh, Amandia zone. Okay. Uh, well, with, said. with uh, the, the Easter Bunny and Santa and all that sort of stuff. And we had, you know, a frank conversation about it and everything like that. And I And I felt kind of sad about... You know, because that's that's such a fun time with little kids. It's just the 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 the, the level of excitement they have and everything like that. Um, and you know, well, what? you feel like a magician because you introduce this magic into their minds, and it has the desired effect of just joy and wonder and the rest of it. And it's fine. You you Philistines who believe well, you lie to your children; they never trust you again. You have no understanding of children, but. Uh, well, I like fooling people and uh, toying with their emotions, so that's what I enjoy about it. But uh, I thought maybe, you know, I thought something terrible had ended or something terrible had happened by it ending. Turns out my oldest was so excited about being involved in the process of, of packing together the little plastic eggs and putting the candy in there and hiding them for his brother. He got so much enjoyment out of that, and I just I found that very pleasing. That's fabulous. Yep, that reminds me of my two older ones when little D was the remaining uh, 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 bunniest in the house slash father christmasist uh yeah they they enjoyed that because they got to be magicians too yeah big Sa- fun. sam was more excited about that than, he, than, than i think he was last year when he still uh, you know kind of believed in the easter bunny that's awesome yeah uh so um i think we got time for this yeah we do so uh you might be getting money in your account all of a sudden i didn't know this was the way, way it was going to work the irs announced it has begun depositing the congressionally approved relief checks into taxpayers bank accounts so i guess they just all of a sudden show up, similar to the magic of the Easter Bunny. Just all of a sudden you got a check from the government in there. But now John, I'm getting excited. John Oliver took on this story to a certain extent over the weekend. 
too often people are having real difficulty getting through. All specialists are busy with other customers. You must call back this week. I've done that 50 times every day for two weeks. Are you a month away from being broke? Two months away? I'd say about a month. Yeah. You know, I'm curious, would you try the unemployment office again? Yeah, absolutely. Let me pull up the number. We're sorry. We are experiencing an extremely high volume of calls at this time. Holy with those results, you might as well call 719-266-2837. It's the Callin' Oats hotline, an actual number you can dial to hear one of four possible Hall & Oates songs in an emergency. Now, sure, <laughs> they can't help you with your health care or finances, but honestly, neither can the Department of Labor right now. And at least with Callin' Oats, you get to hear Manita. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, wow. what'd she say? Fifty times a day she called. Fifty yeah, times a day for two, for two weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I was reading this uh, article, uh, this uh, piece by Joe Vobrel earlier, and he makes the point that families with financial security, job security, long-term lease, the Netflix have been inconvenienced, but life will get back to normal for them without too much permanent damage. But families that don't have those things have been destroyed or are being destroyed. Sitting, waiting on their unemployment and hoping that $1,200 shows up. Man, there is going to be some permanent damage done. And was it necessary will be a question that will be wrestled with for years to come. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Obviously, New York is going to be very different from Arkansas and very different, maybe, from some places on the West Coast. I think it's going to have to be something that is not one size fits all. You know, there's no question we're going to be opening at some at some risk. I think that's inevitable. There's a lot of pressure right now from the business community on not just the administration, but governors as well to start reopening the economy. So I think inevitably we're going to see a slow reopening of business activities through May. Um, with some risk, but there's always going to be risk. That's uh, Dr. Gottlieb there was the second voice you heard. He used to run the FDA. Uh, that was Dr. Fauci first. The, the whole conversation of it won't be a blanket opening, it'll be different in different places, is really a conversation for the stupidest among us. The fact that that even is addressed, obviously that's what we would do. Why people keep talking about the president and uh, when he reopens the country, I don't know. That's not the way we shut it down. That's not the way we're going to reopen. I agree with you completely that it's for the stupid and among us, the stupidest among us, but you need to include virtually the entire mainstream media, the, the folks at the press conferences at the White House. Everybody is talking about blanket this, blanket that. When will the president uh, impose it? Then when will the president lift it? They have no idea how this stuff works. Um, uh, our own David Drucker, our own, and he's a friend of ours, and we have him on the show a lot. He wrote a piece over the weekend, Republican pressure on Trump to reopen the economy grows. There is a lot of pressure from the right, from the, uh, the, 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 the party that's all about business and people having jobs and, uh, and, you know, creating the money that pays the taxes to open the economy back up. Um, thinking, you know, we're worse, we're past the worst of it. It didn't happen near as big as we thought in some places. And we got a text to that. Um, so as Dr. Fauci said, it's different in New York than on the West Coast. Uh, obviously. 
Uh, we got this text. Is it necessary for a massive city to shut down over this? I don't think so with the numbers that San Francisco County has had 14 deaths. 14 in San wow. Francisco County and is still every bit is shut down and in some ways increasing the shutdown, which is the confusing thing to me. Well, I'm looking at this chart, uh, one of your uh, charts everybody's looking at with the cases, although looking at cases is idiotic. Nobody has the slightest idea how many cases there are uh, within, you know, a a factor of 10 practically. So stop it. But in terms of the deaths, you can generally tell when somebody is dead. Usually, you know, Easter aside. And I'm looking at this chart, and the states I can see in front of me range from Texas is 10 dead per million of population. California, where the thing, well, it's hard to say because a lot of people got it in November, December, January, before anybody knew this was really happening, but 17 dead per million in population. So there there you got your number one state, 17 per million. In New York, it's 478 per million. From 17 to 478. So do you think maybe it would be handled a little differently in those two places? Of course it would. But then how do you explain the increased patrolling of people's freedoms in California, for instance, with those numbers? To me, it would say, okay, good news to California, either because the people flattened in time or it just didn't hit as hard for some reason. Who knows why? We're past the worst of it. Now is the time when we're going to give you a ticket from being for being outside your house without a mask in Los Angeles in some places. Right. Man, well, what is that? And that should, why are they getting stricter with the rules as it becomes more clear it's not going to be as big a deal in some places? You know, I'm checking my gigantic, uh, you know, rural county. It's not entirely rural. There are plenty of, um, plenty of like suburban places. Let's see. Oh, yep. Still four deaths in my county. And they've shut down the golf courses, the parks, the running paths, the rest of it. It's insane. But they shut them down just recently. Yeah. Like yeah, over the, the weekend. Last several days. They, To your point, exactly. They have uh, clamped down even harder bit by bit over the last week or so, even as there are 124 confirmed cases, four deaths in the entire county. And as I often say, because there's a hell of a lot of mountain bike riding in my county, uh, there have probably been four people croaking on mountain bikes in the last month. The reason that this is an important public policy question as to when you open back up uh, is if you stay if you stay closed past the point that people think it is necessary, and I think you're there in a lot of places, you're never going to get cooperation again next time. Past the point and and exceeding the extent to which things are necessary. I mean, if you are operating as if it's martial law, you know, the the rebels have attempted to assassinate the president. That we have, uh, you know, a coup going on and the tanks are rolling through the streets. You still get to take a jog. <laughs> And so people, I think people are starting to get the sense that this is just nonsensical. This is bureaucrats who have one interest, and that's covering their own ass. And their ass is only at risk uh, by, you know, having too many cases or too many deaths or whatever. And these bureaucrats and these academics who have never had to make payroll, they don't have to show a profit. They don't have 15 employees who will be penniless if they shut down. They're unopposed. Nobody is standing up and saying, whoa, 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 I realize you're impulsive 
defenses might be good, even if they're covering your own ass. You don't want people to die. Great. That's fine. That's admirable. But you, as an academic, a bureaucrat, a, a, a low-level you know, functionary, you don't understand there is a hell of a lot more to this question than are there four cases in this gigantic county or six eventually. Oh, a uh, clump. Uh, clump. Clip. Of Trump number 35 there, Sean. Clip 35. This is an interesting thing. There's no time to separate words. Just run them all together. (laughs) Clump. Clump 35. (laughs) I'm going to have to make a decision. And I only hope to God that it's the right decision. But I would say without question, it's the biggest decision I've ever had to make. Now, so not firing um, meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So, uh, Joe already mentioned this. That's an interesting back and forth that keeps going on between the president and the press. Uh, uh, as if, uh, we don't doesn't everybody already know this? The president didn't shut stuff down, and he can't open stuff up. It's, it's a governor thing. It's when governors have the most power governors ever have is in these kind of emergencies. So a health a governor, crisis, specifically. Yeah. A governor-by-governor governor situation. But that is a heck of a tough decision. I don't know how you decide when to do it. Um, and obviously, you'd pay um, a heavy political price if you open up too soon. But I sure as heck don't understand why they're getting stricter at this point in a lot of areas in the country. I'm looking it at clearly worked. It worked. Congratulations. Congratulations to all of us. You made the right call in uh, social distancing and shutting down. We made the right call in following your lead. Fantastic. But why are you clamping down harder now and making me now pissed off and hate you? Well, listen, I will not argue that there's something here. I'm not saying that the, this is nothing in a complete overreaction. It is an overreaction, but... This disease is horrific. If you know what it does to people, and like that sailor on the the Roosevelt just died, I have a strong feeling that was a hardy young person. And so it's a terrible, terrible disease. But if you keep in mind that Dr. Uh, Burks, for instance, conceded the other day during the press conference that, well, yeah, if you're old and feeble and have a terrible heart problem and only one lung and you get the corona and you croak it, we're calling it a coronavirus death including some that you could pretty seriously argue were not the corona, it was the other stuff, and that would have gotten them within a couple of weeks anyway. But having said that, I'm looking at the state of Cal Unicornia, which announced seven new deaths in the last, what time span is this? Well, it's a, it's a handful. It's a tiny handful of people passing away, and the crackdown is getting more and more strict in Cal Unicornia to the point where they're chasing people down on the beach who are jogging alone. If you dare take a jog, if you dare take a walk, if you dare hit some golf balls, there will be the authorities on your tail. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you want us not to attend an NBA game, that makes sense. Sure. But some of the other stuff, and, and listen, I'm... Perhaps uh, later on, I will specifically address my county and and talk to those bureaucrats personally. But you folks, you're making a terrible mistake. People are becoming more and more cynical, and they're becoming more and more convinced that you are like that insanely strict parent who won't let your kids talk to somebody in the opposite sex. You know, you're you're just going to force the tighter you squeeze, the more comes between your fingers. And that's what you're doing, y'all. Um, I don't know how they're going to make the decision though when they when they just finally completely say, "All right, uh, open your businesses back up." I don't I don't know when that's going to happen. It needs to happen, uh, boy, as, as soon as absolutely possible though. 
Hey, so I'm seeing this headline, Wildlife is Reclaiming Yosemite National Park, which has been closed to, to tourists for more than three weeks. The bear population has quadrupled. Really? How fast do bears breed? Are they like fruit flies? Or well, what? what what about having people in the park was stu- was keeping them from breeding because privacy? Well, it, it, the bear. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Now that was a joke. The bears can't possibly have quadrupled in population through breeding in three weeks unless they bred like fruit flies. Uh, I think maybe they just they'd uh, you know gone out to the hills surrounding and stayed out of the valley and and now they're thinking, wow, this is cool. We can uh, maybe go down there and take some pictures. Do a little canoeing. Yeah, so yeah, all the animals are flooding back in. That's kind of cool. We got this text. If we were shut down to not overrun the hospitals, well, they aren't overrun, so let's open back up, especially in the areas where the nurses are standing around or being laid off. Well, and I would point out that New York City is seeing a tiny fraction of the beds, the ICU beds, and the ventilators that they said they were going to need. New York City, where this thing is by far at its worst, is nowhere even close to the projected you know, dearth of, of uh, facilities and equipment. Apparently, The Atlantic has a long article about the city that flattened the curve, uh, being San Francisco, since San Francisco was the first to shut down, and to, you know, to their credit, yeah. I guess, uh, and with just four deaths in the county, at least as of when I'm looking at this chart. Uh, but when do you reopen back, you know, when do you open back up? That's, that's the big question. Well, and with all due respect to that analysis, there's absolutely some truth to it, but the rest of the truth is that there were, beyond a doubt, tens of thousands of cases in the Bay Area before anybody knew what to call them. They just thought it was flu, or people were were pretty dang sick for four or five days and felt terrible, stayed home from work, went back to work. It's now not even disputed that there were many, many cases in Northern California in particular before anybody knew what to look for. So that's why there haven't been that many new cases. We have a fair amount of immunity in Northern California. And and it would seem in Southern California as well as I look at the uh, statewide numbers. I don't I don't know. I just at this point we are full on into bureaucratic butt covering and 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 one sided uh, motivations. As I was saying before, uh, un unknotting this is going to be really complicated. Uh, yes, especially with uh, quite a few of us drunk. The percentage of stay-at-home workers who admit to drinking on the job will shock you. Actually, okay. it won't shock you. Awesome. It won't even surprise you. And the new uh, revelations coming from various people involved in the Tiger King thing. This may be our final Tiger King note, but it is well worth staying tuned for. That's next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe Exotic, the subject of the Netflix series Tiger King, said that he wants Brad Pitt to play him in a movie version of his life, which is, which is sort of like if the Colin Joe story starred Denzel Washington. <laughs> That's from the uh, kind of weird Saturday Night Live that they did from their homes, but it was a Tiger King joke. Uh, Joe, you said you have what you think will be the final Tiger King note of the show. I guarantee you it's not. 
as uh, I have started doing a deep dive on the YouTube videos that are out there from oh, Joe oh, no. Exotic. And there are so many clips we have to get on the air that we have to work into our show somehow, into our intros and outros, because he does a lot of. So if you if you if you're unfamiliar with the show, it was this guy he had his own like uh, uh, web TV show, really a pioneer in the space. Like he was doing this like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, something like that. But nobody was watching it. So, you know, a bunch of these videos, I got to believe two months ago, had five views, if that many. But ever since this documentary on Netflix exploded in popularity, people are looking at them, and now they've got a million views. But there are hundreds of these terrible TV shows that he did over the years. But there are so many great clips of him railing against the government that are just hilarious. They oh my put God. a hell of a lot of effort into those things, which is not to say they're good. They're not. But yeah, he took it seriously. It's so wild that that stuff flew under the radar that that you could do stuff so crazy, post it to YouTube, and it would fly under the radar like that. But it's just it just shows you the volume of YouTube videos that there are out there. You can't and everybody can't discover everything. If you watch the Tiger King, you know who Jeff Lowe is. He is the uh, gangster. Um, chiseler, felon, hustler who ended up owning the greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park in Winwood, Oklahoma with his wife. He might be the worst person on the show. He's completely sane, I think. Completely sane. He's just a really awful human being. Mm, harsh judgmentalism. Some of, the other people, some of the other people do worse things, but they're crazy, so you have to give them a little bit of a break. So he gave an interview to the Daily Mail in which he said the Netflix show only showed 1% of Joe Exotic's crimes and shady business deals. And I'm quoting the criminal low now. In just a few years that we knew him, we witnessed so many horrendous things that he did to people and businesses. I mean, nobody around here would take his checks because he bounced them on everybody. I would suggest the check bouncing was the least of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> You don't end up with a stump from a bounce check. <laughs> no. Joe is currently serving 22 years in federal prison for plotting to have his arch nemesis, uh, whose name is what? Carol Baskin. That's it. Uh, he plotted to have her murdered and f- for more than a dozen wildlife violations, including killing five tigers. But Lowe claims Joe was only convicted of a fraction of the crimes he committed while operating the zoo. Going further to allege he got entangled in the whole scandal when Joe conned him into investing in the zoo by claiming he was HIV, HIV positive and only had a few years left to live. And that's why he needed his help. Tiger King's Joe Exotic lied about his HIV status, used stuffed animals as mm, companions for the evening. Can we just say that? Well, is that a crime or is that just an interesting side note? That's not a crime, is it? Well, it's certainly unsanitary. So he used stuffed animals as his lovers, solicited male prostitutes online, and has two... It's funny. This is like when you're counting up from number 10 to number 1, apparently, this article. It ends with, after bouncing checks and and, and, and grunting on uh, stuffed animals, they finally get to... Again, that's not a crime. (laughs) Not in my America. They finally get to, oh, and he has two human bodies buried at the zoo. What? According to Jeff Lowe, speaking of Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe, who went to jail for strangling his girlfriend or wife. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He also has pictures and videos of Joe and his then-husband, John Finley, dressed up in trashy lingerie. There we go. Back to the... Uh, Good for him. What a scumbag. Inconsequential. inconsequential. Uh, where's the dead body stuff? He said it was protesters? 
Um, did he actually see the bones? That's not clear to me at all. I can't tell you, Sean, that video that you brought us of the guy doing the song from Friday. I can't tell you how many times we watched that at our house. <laughs> can't my kids me that it didn't happen. <laughs> my kids love that. We're working on the dance. I mean, it was just so oh, we had so much fun with that. And they don't even know what it is, but they just love the song and the dance. It's so dang funny. When the guy does <laughs> Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> Fed him to tigers. They, they snack him. What's <laughs> happening? Carol Baskin. And that's, that's the whole thing. And the dance is just hilarious. All my kids love that. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> they they get into all sorts of bestiality and, and cross-dressing and check-bouncing. But, uh, oh, after Joe was arrested, four locals who didn't know each other told me that there could be dead bodies buried on my property. Low claimed a former zoo security guard told him that Joe used to get... Oh, no, see, now we're back on the animals. Oh, nobody cares about the animals. Well, people care about the animals, but if you got the multiple bodies buried on the properties, I'd say that's uh, that's your, and, your headline. And when I, why would I listen to him? He's a lying scumbag through and through, so who knows what he's up to. Well, you'd think at the point that his rival was in federal prison for 22 years, he'd you know let up on the gas and... Only say what he knew to be true or thought to be true, but I don't know. He's a, he's he's not a respectable human. The main thing you learn from that is there are way more despicable human beings around you than you ever thought, which is really a nice thing to learn, isn't it? Oh yeah, and people are drinking on the job if they're working from home in large numbers. That to come and more. And get-